when something doesn't work out for you. Somehow it's your fault. You somehow ascribe blame on me and you come out and if you wouldn't have left the thing in the way in the place then I wouldn't have tripped right. over and then I wouldn't have gotten hurt somehow that ends up being my fault right and I, I don't mean to do that and I'm working hard on it but it's still it's somehow that still is a big issue for me welcome to the secure marriage podcast where we believe it's possible to fight less feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, what to do if you feel blamed all the time. There it is. Second time this time. Don't tell everybody it's the second time. All right. I'm a one-hit wonder. Nope. Usually (laughs) a three-hit wonder. Nuh-uh. Here's the question for today, okay? Okay. Who else is married to a blamer or has a spouse who is always the victim? How do you cope? Blaming is one of the most toxic things in a relationship, right? Yeah. Do you ever feel blamed by me? Like I'm saying, this is your fault. Sometimes. And what happens when you feel that from me? Uh, I probably get pretty defensive about it and have to explain myself. Right there. That is the problem with uh, blaming as you trigger the defensive brain, the survival brain in your right. spouse. And the minute they're in a survival brain, most rational, productive conversation ends. <laughs> yes, right? it goes out the window. It's just gone. Yeah. We won't ask whether you feel blamed because I already know the answer to that. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? We're not going to tell everybody that I make you feel blamed a lot. How? How does how does that come across? If you want to share, I'm not going to ask you how, to reveal all your dirty secrets here. But, how does what come across? Uh, what kind of language do you use that conveys blame? Um, I to be honest, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but I know that we have conversations an awful lot about how I say things to you makes you feel like I'm blaming you or that it's your fault. I can't tell you what the wording is exactly because we're not in the situation. You probably have a better answer for that. Yeah. uh, General rule of thumb. And again, this isn't just for you. This is for both of us and any other couple out there who has, you know, marriage issues. Anytime you start the conversation with you, you did, you are, if only you would stop you, you, you. True. That's called blaming. Sure. Versus. The skill that says, when you do this, it makes me feel. Okay, that actually, that you still have to put a context. You sure, exactly. But you're talking about, you're talking about your feelings in that right. moment. And that takes the blame off. I, I feel right now, to be honest, I feel like we could go a little further into this conversation because I could tell you how I feel blamed by you, but I don't want to actually hurt your feelings. And I don't <laughs> want to I don't want to spring this on you or, or like trick you into this. Right. But this is a theme that does show up in our marriage a lot. And I feel it a lot. Right. You do. Um, it's interesting, of course. Now I want to feel like I have to defend myself. Not really exactly, but... Um, do we want to talk about this on the podcast? I want to ask that before we keep going. We can. Let's just see how it goes. Okay. But it's interesting because um, I think the time, at least what from what I'm aware of, of when 
you have felt blamed is not necessarily that I am hurt or frustrated and tell you, you did this or you did that. No, it's not usually accusatory because of some sort of fight or conflict. You're right. Right. Usually, usually it's something benign that I was just thinking of maybe doing something differently or had something else in my mind. And I'm not really thinking about necessarily, I'm not necessarily, I don't think in my mind that I'm blaming you for something. Although sometimes I do say, well, it's your fault that I fell off the wall because you looked at me cross-eyed or something stupid like that. Those kind happen quite often. And I think you feel those ones the most. That's actually the theme that I would say permeates our marriage the most when something doesn't work out for you somehow it's your fault you somehow ascribe blame on me and you come out and if you wouldn't have left the thing in the way in the place then i wouldn't have tripped over and then i wouldn't have gotten hurt somehow that ends up being my fault right and i i don't mean to do that and i'm working hard on it but it's still it's somehow that still is a big issue for me any guesses why? Why it is important to be able to shift the blame to someone else rather than just say, man, I fell over and this sucks. Right. And again, you might not be able to find it right now. I don't want to I don't want to put you in a no, corner. No, that's fine because I, I don't have any emotions about it right now. So I can I can think logically and rationally and clear about it if I, I can think of something i also think that this is what contributes a lot in other people's relationships that's why we're asking the question right, right now is because if you and i wrestle with it other, other people do wrestle yeah. with it as well and if we can if we can work it out here then maybe it'll provide lo- some level of insight to someone else who's listening at the moment right well uh, in some instances i'm sure a lot of it has to do with um i don't like to be to be wrong. I don't go. like to make, maybe not even that. I don't like to make mistakes. Yeah. And so. Because if you make a mistake, it means what about you? I don't know. You're not good enough. You're not going to be oh, loved. You're yeah. not going to be accepted. You're going to be rejected. You're going to be isolated or ostracized. Well, I probably, well, for sure that uh, it means I'm not good enough. Right. Um, But I also think that I, I, I've never really thought about this before, but I really wonder if it's the quickest way to subconsciously, the quickest way to turn things around so it doesn't get thrown at me. Does that make sense? Perfect. So it's easier to blame someone else in a, in a way to protect yourself Yeah. so that, so that someone else doesn't blame you. So you do to others what you're hoping doesn't get done to you. I, as well, a way to protect yourself. If I'm honest, yeah, probably that's what it is. Yeah. And again, you're not alone in that. A lot of people do that. It's a learned self-protective strategy to avoid criticism. But criticism usually is followed by rejection or right. abandonment or something else like that. It's a much deeper and it's actually a much v- visceral yeah. It's hard to find the words because it's just so deeply, deeply inside, yeah. subconscious. It's hardwired in that it's hard to even articulate the the whys, the specifics as to, you know, why you do that. Right. But it's a very real fear. It actually usually comes from the fear of, again, uh, critique, criticism, criticism, which leads to abandonment and isolation. Right. You don't want you don't want to lose connection. Exactly. And so, Which, you, so it really doesn't make sense that you would 
that you would do that to someone else because you still lose connection when yes, that happens. Yes, you do. And it's and again, it's self-defeating. So, so I guess, I guess, in in a weird way, that self-protective piece of if I protect myself without getting hurt, even if it makes me alone, I'm not hurt as bad yeah. or something. Some weird. That's just stupid thinking, but but it's it's but a very it's real what thing. I do, I guess, and. You know, and it's not even at a conscious level. No. That's the frustrating part. Have you noticed my passive aggressive way to respond to your blaming me? Because I've been aware of it and I've been trying not to do it. And yet it still slips out. Um, probably at the moment, I can't ca- recall what it is because obviously we haven't been in that situation or you, we're not in it right now. You'll come walking into the room. Something again has frustrated you or something hasn't worked out the way you wanted to. And you will make some sort of a, you did this, Paul. And I respond with, wow, really? I didn't know I could do that. <laughs> oh, yes. Actually, I do remember you doing that. You were sitting in your chair the other day and I was like, well, that was kind of rude. Yeah. But I thought, okay, well, maybe he's just having a moment. So I didn't say anything about it. No, it is rude because it's passive aggressive <laughs> and most people don't respond really well to passive aggressive. Instead, I should be very polite, but direct and say, it sucks to feel blamed for something that doesn't work out in your world, but it's not my fault. Right. The minute uh, I do that though, well, what happens? Well, I don't take too kindly to that. No. Um, Cause I'm but, accusing you of blaming me in that moment. Yes. And in, instead of, instead of, I think probably what would be more helpful would be is saying, Oh man, sorry for whatever happened. Do you no, don't use this phrase. Don't, don't use the phrase. Do you recognize what you're doing? No, that one triggers me to to no end. I can't teach you in that moment. No, nope. but you can be honest and say something along the lines of, oh, I don't even know what would work. I can give you one. Okay, go ahead. Honey, it really hurts when you blame me because that's now talking about my feelings. It really hurts when you blame me for things that aren't going good in your life. Well, that's pretty straightforward and honest. And it doesn't, it's not blaming you. Right. But it is talking about my feelings. And hopefully that would open my eyes and my brain to go, huh, okay, I guess I just blamed him because I really don't, I'm not aware that I'm doing it in the moment. Most people aren't, by the way. Again, most blaming is an automatic, autonomic, self-protective strategy that's learned early in childhood that now just becomes disruptive in right. a new relationship. Right. It was necessary to survive in your in your family of origin and now in this new relationship called your husband or your wife. Right. The one that I've been married to for 27 years. Yes. It really shouldn't be autom- autonomic auto well I I would say that however you just go layer by layer and as you learn new things about yourself then you move on to the next thing that you have to work yeah. on and yeah. So, so there's actually two kinds of blaming and they're both rooted in two different very places. This mm-hmm. is the first one, which is kind of automatic, unconscious blaming that right. happens um, organically throughout the day. Right. Um, the other kind of blaming is actually incredibly intentional and is usually hurtful because you are trying to have the other person recognize the wrong that they have actually done and you are blaming them. You it's just, blatant. You just yelled at the kids and you are a bad father because you yelled at the kids. You hurt their feelings. It's your fault. That's right. blame. Yes. There's 
again, blame usually happens because you're trying to get someone to recognize the wrong that they are doing. And the problem with that is, is the minute you blame them like that, you trigger their defensive brain, not their learning brain. Right. You don't put them into a soft, receptive state. You put them into a defensive, back against the wall state. Right. And so you still need to be able to talk to them about their bad behavior. You absolutely should have the freedom to do that in a relationship between a husband and a wife. You should be able to say, what you're doing is hurting me. What you're doing I don't like. What you're doing is wrong. You should have the freedom to do that. It is how you do it. Because if you do it with blaming, again, you're going to trigger that defensive brain and then... It no longer is productive conversation. Correct. And also, in addition to that, typically when we when we are uh, going to blame someone in that in those types of situations, mm-hmm. their emotions are already in a bad state. Yep. Usually. And oftentimes. Yep. And so they're not going to be receptive anyway. Nope. And that just triggers it even more. And yep. so it so, doesn't work great. You want to know the best way to stop blaming? Um, by taking responsibility for yourself. Tell me a little bit more about that. That's, <laughs> that's actually the right answer. But do you know why you said the right answer? Because <laughs> uh, it's one of the six secrets to a secure marriage. That's right. It's one of the six parts of the secure marriage framework. Right. But this is why responsibility is one of the parts of the secure marriage framework. Because when you take responsibility... If I am, let's take the second scenario. If I'm actually doing something wrong, the minute I go, you know what, honey, I take, I, I did something wrong. I take responsibility. I didn't do that right. And I need to do it differently next time. This way, this way, and this way. Right. Your brain goes, ah, uh, he got the message. I don't correct. need to point it out to him anymore. Correct. Blaming is about trying to get someone else to have awareness. And if I can demonstrate to you, I already have the awareness. You don't have to do the blaming. Right. I feel better, you feel better, and life gets better. Correct. You have a secure marriage. Yes. And and I'm gonna say I'm just gonna throw this little little tidbit in there. Yeah. Um even if you even if you know and take responsibility, um, there's still a little piece of the person who still might need to share mm-hmm. their experience. Usually. So yep. um even if they're not sharing it in a in a blameful way, yep. they still need to be able to share it. You can't just go, uh, I know what I did. I'm going to take responsibility. Stop blah, talking. Blah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, they want to share for sure. But from the perspective of the person who's doing the blaming, um, what's the best way for taking responsibility in that? It's easy to see how the person who's done something wrong for it's easy to say, here's how you should take mm-hmm. responsibility. But how do you? As a person who's doing the blaming or wanting to blame, yep. what what action steps should they take for taking yep. responsibility? The minute you blame someone, you are giving away your power. You are saying, my happiness is dependent upon your behavior. And you have to change your behavior so that I am happy. And that's not actually the reality of the world. Yes, I might have left the thing out and you tripped over it and you got hurt. You don't have to come to me and say, Paul, you did this and what you did is is hurting me. You can just go, that that sucks. That I, I it's unfortunate that that happened. How am I gonna now fix myself? How am I gonna how am I just gonna move forward with this? The minute you get hung up with, I need someone else to admit what they did is wrong, I need to point out why they are wrong, you're giving away your power. You're giving away your ability to respond right. to your world. Because again, the world we live in is 
there are so many things that are done to us that we will never get justice in. We will never be heard, understood, validated. Um, People don't want to listen because most of it happens by strangers or by institutions or by culture or by, and we don't have the ability to have that person, a person take responsibility for us. But if we are held captive by that, if we're going, well, I can't be happy unless they respond in a certain way, we are hostage. We are stuck. Right. right. The, the one of the most beautiful benefits of of being um, healthy, responsible people is to say, yep, that wasn't fair. That wasn't right. That happened to me. And I am still going to move forward with this. I can handle this. Right. I can resolve this. I can deal with this. When we do that in marriage, when you hurt me over and over and over in these little ways, and I choose not to tell you, I choose not to remind you of every little infraction you do. And I just go, I, I will, I will bear that one. I will hold that one. And I don't need to put that on her. That is grace. That right. is being willing to live with a flawed human, sinful person without without reminding you of how bad or flawed you are. Right. And when you do that to me, we now live a grace filled marriage yes rather than a blame filled marriage because i know for a fact i do things over and over and over and over and over again that hurt you and you have been graceful and you don't need to tell me every time i hurt you right you just you bear it and that's something that takes practice and work because because i know when we were first married I told you everything that you did that hurt me. Yeah. And it's and it's taken time for me to learn it's okay he he makes mistakes and it's okay for me to hold some of those things and not hold them against him and not have to let him know so that he can understand me and tell me how sorry he is and all that kind of stuff. This is where uh the benefit of the doubt comes in. Mm-hmm. Where you assume most of my actions are being done because I have a positive regard for you. Not because I hate you or I'm nefarious in some way. I'm just dumb. I'm just, I'm just insensitive sometimes. I'm just lazy. I'm just sinful. I'm just tired. Tired. There's all these reasons that, that contribute to my bad behavior towards you. And you can spend the rest of our marriage trying to point out every little mistake I made so that I can fix it. But it's exhausting. For both of us. For both of us. Yes. Because most of the time it's like. I can't explain it well enough for you to get yep. it or you're too tired or whatever. And there's just some things that it, you don't need to, you and it really don't need. And it doesn't actually fix anything. No. And it doesn't benefit your marriage nope. in any way. Nope. So the two ways to get rid of blame in a relationship, taking responsibility for both the blamer and the blamee. Right. And starting to have a grace filled relationship. You don't have to point out every mistake uh, to the spouse. So you don't want to trigger the defensive brain. When you get those two things out of the relationship, blame goes away. Grace enters into the relationship and you actually can get happier. Now here's the last piece I'd have in all of this. Both people have to agree to those rules, right? Absolutely. If one person says, I'm going to try to do that in the marriage, it can still help the marriage, but they will probably still disproportionately be blamed unfairly right, and inappropriately. And so this is this is one that is usually best when a couple, when a husband and a wife together work on reducing blaming. Right. And if you want to learn how to do that, 
or even how to start the conversation, I would suggest listening to a certain podcast episode together. <laughs> and now use this as a conversation starter of right. how, how is this true? Does it, does it feel like I'm blaming you? Uh, what would be a better approach to take? Um, what do you need? Here's how I'm going to try to not blame you as much. Here's how I'm going to take responsibility. And if you both can agree to that, then I guarantee you, guarantee your marriage will be better. You will fight less. You will feel understood. Yes. And you will enjoy a deeper connection with each other. Yep. Guaranteed. And this is just two of the six parts of the secure marriage framework. That's why we keep coming back to these six parts, because we have yet to find an issue or a relationship that these six things don't actually improve the relationship. Right. 90, 95% of the time. Yeah. These six things are so core to every, every relationship. Yep. And again, this is just two. Imagine if you get the other four in there. You are living in utopia, okay? <laughs> Nirvana on earth, heaven on earth. This is this is our guarantee. Wow, that's a big guarantee. That's a, that's a but pretty... we, we're we living examples of it. We don't have yep. a perfect marriage. Nope, but we, we do have a secure marriage. Yeah, and putting these into practice every day, yep. all the time, has greatly greatly improved our relationship and we want this for every other couple out there who's listening to this episode right now so if this sounds intriguing or you know you're still you want to say i don't believe it paul there's absolutely no way this is true test us out okay yeah uh we would suggest going to securemarriage.com you can actually take a test it's a free quiz that it's a little assessment to see how you rank on the six parts of the secure marriage framework if grace is low or if uh, openness is low or responsibility or the other three uh, you can find out where you rank in that and then there's also some free courses that come in the email after that uh, around communication or you can listen to other podcast episodes or you can email us directly paul at securemarriage.com or shannon at securemarriage.com and we would be glad to to answer your specific issue you have in your specific marriage so that you can have um specific hope yeah other than that that's it we're going to be done for the day on this one well i was just going to tell you i'm sorry that i blamed you for putting my putting my toothpaste away actually didn't that's not what i blamed you for i blamed you for um (laughs) moving it moving it and i ended up brushing my teeth with your toothpaste yes um you were just putting things away and i wasn't paying attention so it wasn't really truly your fault i appreciate (laughs) that i really felt like it was (laughs) I appreciate that. Uh, that, That's very, very helpful. So anyway, that's it. All righty. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.